Hello, I'm Brad. And I'm Jason. You are listening to Dice in My Mind. Part one discussion on um, mental health within the context of gaming mm-hmm. um, and our environment. Tonight, we're going to move to the table and talk yes. about it in the context of at the table. And this is us. This is, and I, in a good way, a slippery slope. We could go in so many directions. Yeah. I don't remember if you mentioned it last week or if we mentioned it. Um, I think we mentioned it. You mentioned it recording in another episode. Um, about the fact that you uh, in the past actually were a therapist before you moved into the research. So you have clinical experience. And I think that's important. I'm not trying to put you on the spot because we didn't talk about any of this beforehand. Um, and I bring that up for our listeners because um, I can come at it from a practical experience perspective. You have that as well as a clinical perspective. So I think that's why it is, I think, a great topic for us to talk about, especially this time of year. Um, now, when it comes to being at the table, there's a couple different ways you could talk about this and then interject at any point. Um, one, as a uh, game leader, GMDN, um, how do you play, if you want to at all, how do you introduce those topics if you want to have them as part of a game, which I think can be a tough thing to do. I would think so. Two, um, as a leader, how do you deal with it if you are noticing someone is struggling? That's, mm-hmm. again, another slippery slope. Three, um, which I think is the one that we really want to focus on, mm-hmm. correct me, is um, how do you use being at the table, playing games, role-playing, um, even reading the material as a means of therapy. Yeah. And again, I don't know if I want to, I don't know if I should, you, you could correct me. I don't know if the term therapy is the best word because I'm not a therapist, but um, how can you use it to your advantage to aid and assist your mental health? Maybe that's a better way to put it. Man, aren't those massive questions for us to address? And again, um, we, we aren't going to get all of this in one episode. No. And we have a lot of content we'll talk about in the future. Mm-hmm. We're, mm-hmm. I'm try, I did the exact opposite of what I said we were going to do. I think before we recorded in that keep it tight, right? So well, no, um, because but I think that's fair, Brad. Because I mean, this like you know, you you and I have been talking about this in the background for a better than a year. Like we oh, yeah. wanted to do this for a while, and with the holiday season and the and just winter in the northern hemisphere upon us now, um, it it just it was it was time to do it. It was time to do it, um, and. Okay, so before we jump into those questions, and man, honestly, I'm not even going to try to help us answer most of them. I don't, I don't know that we can. We can. I think, I think it's worthwhile to, to at least. But let's play I mean, with some hopefully, of them. You, hopefully, yeah. all of you are listening. Keep them in mind. You know, we're not. And and again, yeah. um, I have no ability to provide clinical help. This is not the context in which we talk about it. Um, that's not your role either. Um, we're just going to talk about it from a practical perspective. And I think it's important even as gamers that we are cognizant and aware that other people might be struggling on the table. 
Yeah, I, I think so. Okay, so before we jump in, uh, as we necessarily did last week, we do so again, uh, just the standard disclaimer, that uh, we're doing this because we care, and we think it's important, and we think it's, a re it's relevant, and we think many, many others, we know from what we see online, many others share this, this concern and sentiment. That said, absolutely nothing that Brad and I are talking about in this episode should be misconstrued as in any way, shape, or form uh, constituting therapy, counseling, any kind of intervention whatsoever. We, we are just here again this week as we were last week to talk about the importance of good positive mental health and to recognize as part of that how hard that has become in modern society, especially courtesy of this, you know, 30 plus month pandemic. And so, man, Brad, to bring it back to your questions, um, I have a few initial thoughts to get us to get us into it. Um, a little disjointed, so forgive me. One is you know, I, well, again, yeah, I'm a licensed psychologist. I, I haven't practiced in years. It's been lovely, but, uh, but there were things I really enjoyed about it and there are things I miss about it. And, um, and that background for me has been invaluable because it has served me well in just interacting with people, right? You don't have to be in a therapeutic setting to be healthy, to, to model a more healthy interpersonal environment. And I think, you know, you brought up leadership. I think, I think in leadership, that should be an implicit obligation for all of us in those positions, high or low, large or small to do that. Uh, I think, um, you know, I've never, I've never used uh, role playing. Uh, I think I think I mentioned this last week, but I've never used role playing in any kind of counseling endeavor. The closest or maybe we talked about it offline. The closest mm -hmm. I got is I once used chess. I taught someone chess uh, as an intervention, which actually worked fairly well. And um, I remember using with some children in, in settings of child psychotherapy. This was back in the day. Um, very little Star Wars figures during play therapy. Like we're back in the, remember the, the micro machines era where yeah, like in the yeah. very, very late nineties of these like <clears throat> half inch tall figures that sort of bent at the waist. Right. Yep. So, um, smaller than Lego characters, way smaller than Lego yeah. characters. Right. Um, <clears throat> and so I, I, I done that, you know, we, we've talked with uh, much more competent people like like Dr. Megan uh, Connell uh, who who do this and like you look it's so cool you do you look online and you look at Twitter and um, you know we follow and, and intentionally retweet a number of clinicians and 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 practices who are engaged in this work but I, I'm not, but but I don't think that diminishes the importance of what we're seeking to talk about with our friends who listen. Not just Brian and, and Eric, who are actually our friends, although Eric just downloads it and doesn't listen. We still appreciate him for yeah. doing that. Um, good call. Uh, but I think I think there are two things for us to maybe talk about in response to your questions. I think we can ask, okay, how can we use the table? to help other people feel better. And I think equally we can ask, how can we use the table to feel better ourselves? And I'll just, I'll turn it back over to you with this, this transitional thought. Play is endemic to our species. Play is endemic 
to the entire animal kingdom, it seems, uh, probably including fish and reptiles. I mean, we, we see play. And so it's wired into us this need. And I think, you know, for people in the in the modern world, certainly the Western world, who are busy trying to do this adulting thing, which isn't really a, a gerund I've ever cared for, but I think in this regard, it's it's relevant. If you're busy adulting, I think that modern life has a way of, I was going to say motivating, but beating the play out of you, if you're not careful. And I think the potential at the gaming table is the you know, like we talked a bit about, about this last week, the the opportunity to take on different roles and different personas, the opportunity to intentionally project your your issues and frustrations onto this safe fictional environment, the opportunity to sit with friends, the opportunity to sit in a totally inclusive, uh, you know, environment. I, I just think it offers it offers a lot, and I think it's maybe more important to to just talk about, well, what are the ways that it can offer people something? What are the ways it can offer us, right? Not as therapy, but just as an opportunity for us to feel better and help others feel better. You bring up, I, I've actually now had to, for this episode especially, I haven't done it with other episodes, just kind of taking some notes um, as you're talking, just because you bring up so many different little nuggets. And just you talking about play being in death, right? Yeah. I mean, we, um, I think observationally yeah. that it showed itself very visibly during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, oh, man. when That's... we had to isolate, um, people who had never gained, they flocked, um, you know, they mm -hmm. flocked to doing yeah. this over zoom or whatever, right. You know, um, chat tool, they use Skype teams, whatever. WebEx, um, Google, yep. and mm -hmm. and they were looking for ways, and I can't say this for everyone. We, I could talk about it because we talked about it because yeah. this was for me. It's a means of escaping the negativity that we were dealing with, mm -hmm. and potentially for many, fear. We didn't know what we were dealing with yep. during yep. that during twenty twenty. Nope. So. I think we saw it in practical use, whether people mm -hmm. really understood it to be that way or not. That's right. Um, you know, so this idea and, and, you know, people, the, one of the first things I remember when we were talking in, in your realm of expertise and all that is this idea that air quote, left brain versus right brain doesn't exist. Right. Analytics versus arts. That doesn't right. exist. Doesn't exist. Um, I tend to be more analytical. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't that way when I was younger. I matured into that. Mm -hmm. um, so play, role-playing, mm -hmm. is therapeutic for me because it stretches me yes. out of what my traditional comfort zone is. Yes. So yeah. can that be th therapeutic? For some people, I have Definitely. to imagine... You know, and again, I'm I'm all over the place. Um, mm -mm. It can also be frightening because, in many cases, um, and I know this from practical experience, you know, and with people I know, that it's sometimes difficult to socialize when you are um, experiencing situations of mental health stress, whatever that mm -hmm. may be. Mm -hmm. I don't want to call it anything. I don't have that, that knowledge. So, 
you know, this idea of role-playing and this resurgence of it, pen and paper role-playing, even if it's done like you and I are doing right now over Mm -hmm. Zoom as we record, seems to be evidence of a need for us as adults to play. Yeah, and to yeah, es- good. to escape. I'll pause there and mm. boy, it's you know, I mean, I struggle a little bit with the concept of escape, but I think you're probably right. I think that's, that's my maybe not well, the right word. But I but... think it's but maybe it is. I think that's more my issue. And that's probably how I'm wired. Right. My I mean, you know me. My deal it's it's well for I, you, I'll interject. Yeah. I see it out of the observation. Yeah. I see it for you not as an escape. I you it's enrichment. Yeah. Um, yeah. You are the type of person that um and this is observationally for me, knowing you for 30 years. Um it's not that you aren't spontaneous, because you can be um from these spontaneous uh, you can verbal. tell he's really trying hard on this one, but keep going. Oh, I'm really trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to keep it in the context. Let me rephrase that. Um, you tend to do things that not always, but more often than not, that enrich you in some way in like knowledge right, right. or whatever. I just, yeah, I see this as an exercise for you in doing that. Um, I don't see you the type of person that needs to air quote escape. I think yeah. you enjoy role playing. And Mm -hmm. I think you find it as a benefit and enrichment of yourself intellectually and whatever. And, and I just put words in your mouth. No, I think, I think you're absolutely right. And, and like, we've talked about this, I mean, since our first episode for the both of us, I think, but, but I think apropos to our conversation now on mental health part two, um, I also, it just makes me happy. And I think that's important. And I think Uh, that's, I think that's, I think that's that's one of the big potentials mm-hmm. of role playing, right? Whatever whatever it is you're playing, what how whether it's at the physical table, whether like you said, Brad, it's online. I mean, we know now we can have meaningful, durable, long term relationships that make us happy, and it can be done over the over the either, right? I mean, come on, it's it's the very end of 2022. Uh, a new year is almost upon us, and and we know that works. It, this stuff makes me happy. And I think that is probably true. I know it's true for you, right? Yep. I know it's enriching for you. I know it's exciting for you, but I think it makes you happy too. And I suspect, I suspect it's that mix of escapism. I suspect yep. it's that mix of camaraderie and social support, right? There's this notion of, of the social buffer hypothesis. Research has told us since the eighties that, that, people who perceive adequate social support in their lives tend to be notably more resilient to stress. Well, I mean, come on, it's, it, it, it only takes one person. It only takes one table, if you will. And so I think this stuff can, can just make us feel better or at least less poorly if only for the hour or two, or if you listen to some people's games, four, five, you know, which sounds awesome. I think also to to make sure that we're geeking out a little bit about mental health as well. And we left on this note last week, just to pick back up to it for a moment. I think for me, uh, one of the things that intrigues me about the potential for role-playing games to shed light on how to be healthier mentally, psychologically, is... 
I think sometimes looking at the dice mechanics as metaphors. And let me just give Ooh. you, because we left off this way, and I really, I'm, yeah. indulge me for a sec here, because I think there is potential value in this. And no one seems to be talking about this, but let's just look at like everyday life. I mean, you and I have these conversations all the time offline, a lot, a lot the past year. But the current research, in fact, I was just, I just started reading a book uh, today that came out, must have, might have been updated for the paperback, but that is a year old and still had research into the very start of the pandemic, right? So really current. Well, best research that I've seen so far is, okay, we've mentioned this before, uh, lifetime prevalence of depression. In other words, what's the chance like how many people experience a diagnosable depression at some point in their lives, right? Mm -hmm. One out of four, maybe better. Right now, lifetime prevalence of an anxiety disorder, one out of three, maybe a little less, okay? These are essentially normative experiences for being human in the modern world. Okay, so one of the things about feeling down, feeling upset, feeling worried is you know, you don't know what's coming and you're clouded, right? I mean, that's yeah. what this stuff does to us. And so let's take something, because uh, we've been lately on uh, on a, an age kick, right? The Green Ronin's modern age and just the age uh, system. Uh, yeah. System, thanks. And so uh, what I love about it is, okay, so let's just look at this for a sec. We have three dice. We have three D6, one of which is a stunt die. Right, has a different color. It's like a wild die. Okay, we don't have to get into the weeds, but life presents us by way of the game or by way of the game master, but we'll just say life, right? Hopefully life isn't as capricious as Brad when he's GMing. But, I was waiting for All right, it. there it is. My, finally, right, yep. uh, so some comeuppance, well-deserved. Yep. Um, let's. Life sets a difficulty level for whatever is in front of us, that next thing. Sometimes we can predict fairly accurately what that difficulty mm -hmm. level is, and sometimes we can't. But that difficulty level is there. And then, like with the age system, we roll our three dice. Now, statistically speaking, 3d6 has a mean of 10.5. Okay? And so average difficulty in life would be 10 to 11. Okay. But then you get your modifiers right? Then you get, if you're proficient in anything, you get plus two. And so education, social support, having a trusted mentor, having previous experience, maybe having a med that's helping. Now you add plus two to whatever you roll. You get the stunt die. Because let's face it, sometimes you get the bear, but and sometimes the bear gets you. But the more experience, the more adept, the more supports, whether they're internal and or external you have, the more likely it is you're going to roll doubles on any two dice and get the stunt die bonus, right? And there's something inherently optimistic to me about that kind of mechanic because it starts off completely statistically random. But yep. when you add the modifier of proficiency, again, real life, people, places, things, experiences, and then just the fact of sometimes we just have to tell ourselves, you know, to hell with this, it's got to get better. Sometimes you roll those doubles and you get that stunt. Yeah. And 
I think that's the kind of thing, maybe I'm beating the metaphor to death, but I think that's the kind of lesson that sitting at the table can offer us. I mean, how can you not get excited about just that, you know, that, that mindset? Because you know it works at the table. And the fact is it can work in real life too. Sometimes we just need something to hold on to while we're looking for people to hold on to to feel better. That's, that's actually, and we, again, we hadn't really talked about this offline so just no. i'm hearing this as you're talking about it, and that absolutely is fascinating to me i wonder maybe i'm just posing questions rather than offering insight but i go back to that big bang theory episode where sheldon decided he was going to just roll a d20 and, <laughs> yes. and make and the dice was going to make all his decisions for him Hilarious. um is there some sort of cathartic experience to someone you know, who's struggling. If you're struggling with something like depression, in many cases, it's hard to make decisions. Um, it's sometimes hard to get out of bed. It's hard to socialize. You know, yeah. those are, that's stuff that we can, we don't need the uh, the DSM or whatever it is to, yeah. to know that. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty standard. That's why we have anti-anxiety, anti-depressional drugs. Um, is there a relief or a catharsis in saying, okay, I don't necessarily have to worry about the decisions that are going on right now that aren't dice related or aren't, aren't game related. My decisions are really just based off of a dice roll. Yeah. And I can have fun with the simplicity of that. And whether it's a good result or a bad result, I'm still going to be able to walk away from the table. Um, hopefully I will have had a good experience, whether it's positive or whether you're uh, using throwing axes and um, missing them or trying to throw torches and windows and missing. Um, he's completely reading something and I use I'm purposely ignoring you right now. I was, I, I no, no, he I'm with this, you. I'm, he's sorry. looking at something and he has this straight face. And I'm completely, because I know where this is going, but go yeah. on. Okay. But no, but joke, jokes aside, Sorry. <laughs> I think there's, I think there's a simplicity and and a way of, and a means of release by just saying, okay, all these complex decisions and experiences and problems I'm having away from the table, I can put away for a while. Yeah. And beautiful. I can That's just, exactly right. I can experience the simplicity of making a choice and it being pretty cut and dried, even with the more unique systems, you know, even with 3D6, yes. Yes. you know, with the stunt, even with the stunt I included, um, there's, there's, it's, it's such a unique and just cool dice mechanic, but there's a simplicity to it. And not that there isn't with 2D20 and others, they all have their different uniqueness. Right. But I think, I think that's a, and, oh, and, and it's like you could, I mean, this, I, I just, I just chose that one because I've been thinking about it for, well, for we've weeks, been, we, right? We've yeah, been talking we've been about it, right? Yeah. But, but it, it applies, it applies to a lot of things. You know, we could flip this around. We could take, you know, we could take Genesis narrative dice system, which we both love, and we could say, okay, um, it applies the same thing. However, the Genesis narrative dice system is intentionally tuned, and and I'm not sure it works as well. Um, may, but maybe it does. Maybe it works better, right? The the narrative dice system is statistically tuned so that you are more likely than not to be mildly successful and you are more likely than not to have some 
mildly problematic challenges. Okay, in all fairness, that sounds a lot like life too. Yeah. Okay? Let me take exception and uh, to play devil's advocate because this is the venue for it. Here's the problem with Sheldon's rolling a D20. Mm-hmm. It makes for a good theater. I mean, come on. That oh, was it's just funny, funny, but it's it's silly. But, but, but it's silly, but I mean, here we are talking about mental health at, t- at the table through dice mechanics. So, I mean, you know, I'm not yeah. going to cast as much. Yet, it is silly, and here's why. Because he rolled a D20. There were no modifiers. Uh... There was no opportunity for growth, etc. And there's always opportunity right no matter how much we're hurting no matter how much we're looking searching seeking we always have a say even when we don't see it or feel it or recognize it and and the problem with rolling a single d20 is it's purely random of course, if we go the full like 5e system, then of course, now we're, now it's not purely random. Now we have our mods yeah. and all that, our experience, our friends, our family, our meds, our support, whatever it is. But look, the reality is some things in life are truly random, but many, many things aren't. And that's what a good dice mechanic does. And I think sometimes, you know, when we're struggling, we have to remember that, right? That this this stuff... You know, BS comes and goes, but it's mm-hmm. not always random. And there's always the opportunity. If we don't see it, then hopefully there are others who see it for us, right? Um, where you don't sit at a table alone. And no. I think that's, right? You, you, you don't. It's great to have a solo game, but that's never going to be enough. And I think that's one of the powerful aspects of RPGs for mental health, whether it's a duet, whether it's a table full, whether, you know, what, whatever it is, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Um, it, there are nice metaphors and that's what they are. And so, you know, we just, we just wish everybody really good mental health, um, at and away from the table. And I, and, and again, you know, if you find, if you find gaming, Mm -hmm therapeutic um great continue it Mm -hmm. um if you're struggling reach out to people Mm -hmm. don't Mm -hmm. isolate yourself i know it's very easy when you are dealing with issues anxiety depression or other things you know i know with anxiety depression it's very easy to isolate yourself that is and everybody knows it's cyclical it's hard to do and it's very difficult but talk to someone yeah and 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 if you don't know someone to talk to you know we're not there's no therapy on dice and mind that's not the point of it but Mm -hmm. if you just need someone to talk to reach out reach out that it's it's this is such a welcoming online community and then you know like they'll be in our show notes for this week just like for last week you know there there are all kinds of other venues right for more serious issues i i would i would offer to transition us out of the conversation with a reminder for our listeners i think sometimes when we are struggling we find ourselves wondering why the heck doesn't anybody say anything why aren't they reaching out assuming assuming they haven't right Mm -hmm. and i think there are two factors one of which is people are very uncomfortable sometimes right they don't want to overstep 
But more importantly, the second factor, people often simply don't recognize when yeah. someone close to them is hurting. They and, just don't and, recognize. And would you argue that that people who are struggling sometimes don't necessarily even realize the problem? I think you're absolutely right. And I think toward that end, you know, we've been talking kind of through the lens of like someone who's at the table struggling. The onus on ensuring, on supporting, on promoting good mental health is even greater on everyone else at the table. You know, I've got on my I've got on my laptop, I don't remember if I sent you one of these. Um, I've got on my laptop a sticker among several. And I get a kick out of it because every time I go to class or anywhere. It's on here, but it's one of my favorite stickers and it's dice, right? Drawings of dice in all of the quote unquote flags in all the sequences of different colors that are, uh, that are known these days that are, are making the rounds. And I got it because the catchphrase is um, when anyone at the table is attacked, we all roll for initiative. And I, oh, and I wow. love that. And I think when it comes to mental health, <clears throat> you know, if you see someone at the table or away from the table who might be struggling, everyone at the table needs to roll to take that initiative to support their party member, right? It, look, if we learned anything, anything from Frodo, don't split the team. Don't split the party. I think on that note, I don't know if we could, you could, I, I don't know if there's anything else that we could say just in the context of this, this, uh, this episode, you know, everyone rolls for initiative. Um, keep an eye on the table, folks. Mm. We're, you know, on one another. Yeah. Keep an eye on the table. And what I mean by that is keep an eye on one another. Um, and don't be afraid to reach out to them. I mean, the worst case scenario, if they're going to say, no, I'm fine whatever the case is, but you can't hurt by asking. Yeah. I mean, there are worse, there are worse things than feeling a little uncomfortable because you end up saying, sorry, it's just that I care. You matter. Yeah, exactly. Hey, um, we're going to have to come back to this topic again oh, we at will. some point, yeah. you know, and it'll, it'll obviously permeate in other episodes and all that because it's an important, it's one of many important topics that we want to, continue to thread through our episodes mm -hmm. at various points. Mm -hmm. But um, moving over to the GM corner. Yeah, let's, let's walk over there. Because I tend to have a real problem with tracking when we record versus when. It's um, uncanny. It's at it's least uncanny. reliable. I have, I have, I have some, issue where i just cannot track it properly well and in all um, fairness when we record out of sequence yes that gets wonky for both of us that's that's, that's when the I have issue, an issue. Yeah. and that's what i've done when talking about this book oh and what what book are you holding brad i am holding um from odiphius we have been waiting for this a long time oh, we talked about since it august with, with yep. jim johnson yep. the star trek adventures utopia planitia Starfleet source book. <laughs> That's pretty much what. Pretty much um, it. When you got, I think probably within five minutes of you getting the shipping notice, I I, I got mine, <laughs> yes. and we were both giddy. Um, yeah, it is a it is a you know, gorgeous so volume. We've had the PDF because you got it when you ordered it. 
Um, mm-hmm. So we've obviously had the ability to look at content, which we have, but we saved. Yeah, really held back. We you, saved you the opportunity too, to do a full. On, yeah, yeah. We saved the opportunity to do a full on read until we had yep. Yep. the actual palatable yep. tome in our hands. Yeah, and and it's. And I mean, we've, you know, we've been through this. I mean, we've talked to Jim Johnson about this. You and I have been mentioning this in one or 30 GM corners. Not, not really, but it feels like that <laughs> yeah. probably. Um, and it is, it, it, like we said, like we talked about with Jim seemingly so long ago now, um, there are so many starships and there are star bases and there are shuttlecraft and 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 shout out um shout out to Thomas Maroney and his team at Star Trek Online because so much of the artwork uh came over and you know and and I mean just you know kind of it's a lot of this is a great canon but still it's a thing of beauty don't you think oh yeah and I have it in front and I have to be careful because I have to listen to you because I'm I'm paging why, why through start now? Yeah. the I'm paging through the book. Well, I shouldn't be doing that while we're well, actually live. But you know but, what? But but it's a gorgeous and like I think of what Thomas shared with this the the so okay. So if you don't have the book, and you should all just pause and order it now. Seriously, if you don't have the book, then every couple pages or every few pages is like a starship with like an an exemplar of like a really notable one, and um. And there's there's backstory, there's history, and I think back to what Thomas told us when when he was uh, on the podcast. And this is in terms of what showed up on STO, but still it translates here wonderfully of how much thought has gone in to some of these oh, yeah. starships, especially I think the the shall we call them great canon starships, like like just how much history, how much engineering and design, and then. And then on top of that, like like we talked about with Jim Johnson not that long ago, there's material about, you know, life in Starfleet. See, now I'm thinking I know what I have to bring upstairs after we're done recording tonight. Because <laughs> I think this answers a question for me. But okay, so I'm just I'm going. You're, you 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 talk. No, I just, you know, having been someone who played a lot of Star Trek online, yeah, and do. thanks to our recent interviews and all that reinstalled star trek up i'm starting oh, to get tempted yeah and and you know obviously it's free to play um you can earn you know coin and gems and so on where you yeah. can actually buy starships which is what i did um so no one has to put forth funds into it uh-huh. um it's still a lot of fun i'm a fleet admiral so i have um, at least at the time I had maxed out, I was level 65, which was oh my the max. God. Um, and so I, well, I will get past it. As someone who played STO <laughs> a lot, it really was cool for me to see. It really those got ships. your, it got your Jeffrey's tubes in a bundle. Oh when yeah. You saw all of this. Yeah, yeah. It um, it's just neat to be able to potentially play my Star Trek online ships. Oh yeah. At, the table mm-hmm. um and have a whether um you or i or someone else is gming being able to play on a ship that i might have used yeah that's cool in yeah. sto because it's a different that frame one, of mind yeah yeah one and two 
Um, I know we've talked about it in the past with guests. Um, the Starship, and I, I was looking for this earlier, and I'm gonna. You know, the Starship, the defect is one of the. Oh, um, right in 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 Star Trek Adventures, the 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 ship is. Are we talking is, about that with Aaron? I can't remember who we were yes, talking about. Yes, yes, but we've but we we've talked about it with him with with Jim with we've talked about it. It's it's in a bunch of the SASTA material, and and that's how Roddenberry had really gone about it from the very beginning with Star Trek. Right, the Enterprise has always been a main character. <laughs> In the relevant shows, yes. absolutely, and I think that's having this material now. Yes, really makes me want to play because I'm there. I want to play. We yes. can have away missions and, and yes. ground campaigns. You have that in STO. Yes, um, but being able to have a starship as a focal point and being able to craft and build, like we talked with Jim and others about. The yes. ability and the information that they give you on being able to play your own and build I, your own. I haven't even I haven't even gotten to that. I mean, I've looked at I haven't even read that yet. I I've still been geeking out over the ships that are already provided to us. The notion of I mean the the ability to to create your own starship to design. Page I don't want to I don't want to lose my wanna, job. Do you want to build a shuttle? Do you want to build a shuttle? Okay, I'm going to stop that. <laughs> Somehow we just brought Frozen in. Um, yeah. I I do very badly. I want to build all these things, but I need to remain employed. And it's like, yeah. I just don't. Of course, as we record this, my winter break just started. So, you know. Star when, Trek Online only takes about four gig worth of space. I I was actually thinking of Star Trek Adventures. Oh, and building well, that too. That yeah. too. But, but <laughs> STO... Yeah. Only fuels, especially now that you see right. some of those ships in. I was, I, we've already been jonesing for this for a while. Oh, big wanting time. to play. We just haven't had time. And then with um, the with the very very occasional teases online for season three of Star Trek Picard in February, there's oh, yeah. so much ship porn that they're teasing, and that and you know you know they're going to go nuts on this one so it's like oh man i see that brad i mean, actually being serious here for a sec that's our timeline that's our deadline like if we're going to jump that's into star yeah. trek adventures we have to get a game even if we're only doing it once in a while and we'll talk about this offline more but uh, i have thoughts but we've got to get it started up before card starts back well here's what here's what i'm going to do because obviously eric has no intent so eric downloads but doesn't listen um i think we should post out there and see if we can get one or two other people to join and maybe someone would volunteer to help us and and gm yeah. um the people yeah. we talk to regularly are just as busy as we are mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. but maybe there's someone out there that even if they haven't done it before and they want to experiment in yeah. gming mm -hmm. please couldn't be any worse than me jamming um so um i think it's worth putting out there because now you, now that you see, yeah uh, i really want to swear right now darn you um whoa now you've uh now, now you've got me itching yeah and you know we together. could we could 
and we could we could play a canned adventure and i mean that in a positive sense there uh, i mean oh, yeah. modifius oh, yeah. is putting out so much in, 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 in free or really inexpensive <clears throat> pdfs and they are so good in general i mean they are such good collections um we we could just really really slit, you know streamline the oh process. they're that they, they oh my God. we're not we're not more shows. We are Star Trek nuts. Yeah. Um yeah, we're Star Trek shells, people. We're we just Trek really, shows. really think highly you know, of what Jim and, and I love I love yeah. what Modiphius and what Jim and the team mm-hmm. have done with it. All of them, and yeah. I bring I say that only because the material that you can get online in PDF form is really inexpensive. And yeah, there's really good mission material. We yeah. talked with, with Jim wonderful about player this service. Yeah. A couple episodes back about yeah. writing. Yep. Um, yeah. he's given us a writing clinic on the path in the past about yeah, yeah, producing right. missions and campaign material. Um, they've in effect, it's, it's, they have a license with Paramount, but they've given us the tools to be creative as long as we aren't going to go out there and, and start charging people. And I mean, any of us mm-hmm. to create our own content, much That's like right. you can do with D and D and all that. It is Which not is cool. a closed system. No, very cool. So, you know, mm-hmm. anyone. I, that's that's. Okay, well, talk myself into Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, on, I'm gonna on, stop. I'm Brad gonna and stop. I have to that. have to go now, so that we can plan yeah. some 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 gaming time. On yeah. that note, though, to bring it full circle for these past two weeks, I think I think I can speak for both of us when I say, and so for so many others, really, when I say, one of the things that has always been a major appeal to Star Trek is it shows us a world that's better than the one we live in today and one that is seemingly achievable before too much longer and like specifically with the utopia planitia starfleet source book right and its focus on the ships and the lives in starfleet right i mean fiction aside starfleet is intended to represent the best ideals of humanity. And one of those is being well and feeling well and helping others to do the same. Well said. So I think that's the, I think that's the best way to wrap up. Yep. So look, everybody, uh, the year is about to draw to an end. Uh, We wish you, we wish you really good mental health, a restful end of the year a very happy, meaningful new year. Uh, We will see you all before too long. Uh, We just, you know, we just keep saying this, but as a reminder. Yeah, I was going to say remind people. As a reminder, episode 82 will drop next week. Then we're taking a week off. We will be back on January 9th with uh one more episode of the two of us riffing on something we haven't talked about at all yet and then we'll be back to the interviews what before we go what what are we going to talk well it'll have a global perspective all right all right everyone be well stay well we will see you next week